this is the Fearless Fathers Podcast, a podcast for you, the fathers who suffer in silence every single day. Come with us as we hit those main topics that are just burning through your soul. It's going to get uncomfortable, it's going to be fun, and together we will become fearless. Come one, come all, join us again today on another episode of the Fearless Fathers Podcast. It's awesome having you guys here again with us today on another Stigma Breaking Monday. I don't have a name for these episodes yet, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to run with it. It's Monday. It's time for the facts. It's time for the figures. It's time to get you thinking to break that stigma as we always do. That's what we do here on the Fearless Fathers podcast. I am your host, Davo, and alongside me, as always, is my good best buddy, Mr. Ryan. Mr. Ryan, say what's up. We really should think of a name for that, what we actually want to call this this train wreck. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, the guy that does all the branding, (laughs) me, Uh, we should have really been all over that, (laughs) but I wasn't, and here we are. Here we are yet again. It's another Monday. It's another great day. I'm so glad you guys are here joining us as always. We have another really good episode for you guys today. Again, this is just to get you thinking. This one has so much that could be accompanied with it. You can go all day, all month, all year, all life about it. And we're just going to scratch the surface in today's episode. These are just to get you thinking, throw some numbers your way. And really break that mold and break that stigma and know that what you're doing is the right way. Or if you need that little bit of shift, hopefully this gets you into that right shift. So Ryan, why don't you tell them what we're talking about today? Not to immediately contradict you in what you just said, but there is no mold to this. Um, Because this is your child's nutrition. Um, And one thing I will agree with you said, there is a absolute fuck ton of information so much so like that i needed to drink after i was done this because everyone has their own fucking opinion on uh what should be going into your into your child and and that that's going to be my first point is um you know hey don't be irresponsible and fill your kid full of sugar all the time but that being said don't let somebody dictate what you can and can't feed your child um, with the obvious effect that, you know, they might be allergic to this thing or the other thing. Um, <laughs> and also definitely follow the guidelines of uh, your, your school or your local municipality when you're sending them to, to, to class. Some, some places don't allow um, like what nuts spreads anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was a big long. thing when I had him in daycare, like this is a nut uh-huh. free zone. I'm like, no, no nuts allowed. <laughs> yeah. And after I got done laughing on the inside, really terrible jokes aside, there's really there's a hundred ways you could break this down. Like there's like a thousand ways you could break this down. So we're just kind of hit some points in age ranges, I think, is how we want to do this. Yeah. Infant, go to one year old, two year old, three year old. And we pulled a lot of this information from a um, an article in healthychildren.org. We've used their stuff before because it's just phenomenal. Everything they write, it, it has really nothing to do with uh, opinion. It's just like, hey, this is what the doctor says. Take it or leave it. I really trust what they say. You know, we've built a show, four or five shows off of a couple of their articles. We have. It's a great discussion point, you know, and I don't always agree with everything they, you know, they put out there, but it's all based in fact. And that's really... What's the most important? That being said, 
I'm not going to use their article for the first part because <laughs> they didn't really have an in-depth uh, chart on uh, this first part of the topic. And, and, and obviously, we're going to go with the infant. So the big question on everybody's mind is uh, breastfeeding versus uh, formula feeding. And hey, what are the pros and cons to both? You can find literally just type that into Google and you'll find like a bajillion easy to everything. Yeah. It's so much much information. (laughs) Like there was one where it came, it was the chemical makeup of uh, the average chemical makeup formulas. Like they're going to know what all that is. Um, And then the chemical makeup of breastfeeding. It is in my personal opinion, the child retains more from breastfeeding, like um, on a nutritional level, not to mention uh, what they're there for is to feed the baby. It does a considerable amount of things beyond just just feeding them. First off, like I said, you know, breastfeeding is the natural natural order of life. They're really rich in antioxidants and, anti- and natural antibiotics. They keep the baby healthy. It's easy for the baby to digest. Uh, it's excellent, excellent skin to skin bonding time with with the mother or the child. That yep. is that is so important. It's important that you know. You skin to skin bond the the, the the father skin to skin bonds with the child. It's so important for um, development, like behavioral development and things like that. You don't need to sterilize bottles or anything. It's really great. Less of a chance of oh, actually, we'll go back. We'll come back to that one in a sec. But there's less of a chance of the mother developing uh, breast or ovarian cancer. This particular article I, I picked didn't really go too far into that one. Might that one might be a topic for another day? But it's it's extremely interesting that it, that they even mention it. Um, and this is a really cool one. I didn't know. But the baby gets different tastes based on the foods and the fat content and the sugar content and the carbs, what the mother eats. So she's directly transferring that to the baby and that affects the baby in, in many, many ways, which is really cool. That's 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 so cool. I, I had no idea that was a fucking thing. Did you want to know something? Sure. I knew that. Strike it from the record. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had time to edit this episode and make you look like an idiot. <laughs> I actually, I actually did know that. Well, Kristen knows all that stuff. My wife, so you know, I she learned me a couple things. Yeah, and I'll explain why I didn't know that in a minute here. Um, but it's inexpensive. You're only feeding one person, mm-hmm. so by proxy, then you feed another person, <laughs> and um, and that you know that's something to think of. If you can breastfeed, you you should breastfeed. You should absolutely yes. breastfeed. It's very very good for the baby. Um, it's good for mommy. Not everybody can. We could not directly breastfeed. You know, it could be any number of things. Um, clogged ducts. Uh, the baby could have a weak jaw. Um, at that point in time, you'd have to pump. Or isn't there like a pill that they give them to, so to stop producing milk? Not I that I know of. From my understanding, the works. science. Yeah, from my understanding, the science is you know if they don't breastfeed, then they're not going to produce enough milk, and it's just going to kind of stop itself. Okay, that yeah, you're right. That's yeah. that's what it was. Hey, I'm so, right. Hey, I'm back. Hey, all right. better <laughs> you better keep me away from the editing, bro. <laughs> so we, we like we would pump and we'd inter we'd intermix the two, which he uh, which he seemed to enjoy. Uh, and you, you could freeze breast milk for what up to like six months or something like that. Something crazy like yeah. that. Yeah. And I, I will make a suggestion. Um, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's like a food sealer. They're milk bags. I actually have a whole pack of Madala's yep, breast Madala. milk That's pump it. bags sitting on my fridge because we never got to use them because we never produced enough milk to actually store and freeze it. Oh, well, we did for a little bit, but we'd stored enough breast milk for like nine months. 
Like we stored it up for forever. Wow. Yeah, we yeah, wow. yeah. You know, that's good that you can do that. You can freeze it, especially when the baby's getting sick. Like I said, there's natural antibiotics in the milk. Um, that stuff lasts forever. Now let's talk about formula. And there are, well, let's just go through the list real quick. Um, first things first, anybody can feed the baby. Mom doesn't have to be anywhere near the kid. You know, I guess you could do that with the breast milk too. But breast, yeah, when you pump. Yeah. yeah, but the act of breastfeeding is kind of what I'm comparing this to. Sure. But anyone could feed it, which is great for dad. Uh, dad can really bond with the kid that way. I know me and him, that was part, like when he was really little, that was that was his favorite time. We would like hang out on the couch. The formula is designed to have the baby feel fuller longer. So what we would do is we would tend to give him formula at night so he wouldn't wake up, which is a really good tip. Uh, especially give him a nice room temperature bottle of that formula or a nice warm bottle of that formula. Bam, out all night. It was great. Well, until he stopped sleeping there for a while. Yeah. It also allows you, because you have specific measurements, you know, measure how much nutrients you're, you're giving your child. Uh, breast milk, you know, obviously, unless you're like taking samples and you're running, running them through a lab, uh, you have no idea like exactly, you know, how much, which, what the fat content or anything is exactly what vitamins they're getting. The formula gives you a real ability to, you know, control the levels going into the kid, you know, which, which could stop stomach upset, um, mm-hmm. intestinal issues, uh, certain skin problems, things like things like that. It it, would, it really gives you that level of control that pre- that breastfeeding doesn't do. And that brings me on to my my, my last point here is the uh, the formula is fortified with vitamins and minerals that he, he wouldn't normally get that a mom might be deficient in. So like vitamin D is is a good example of that. Um, a lot of kids have vitamin D or iron deficiencies, and that's why um, like regular milk or uh, like fortified whole milk is another thing. Uh, when they're a little older that you can do, but a lot of the formulas come fortified with that already. And that will allow them to get that in their diet, you know, to you know, build healthy bones, build a good immune system. Um, really, 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 really makes a lot of sense when you think about it. But this is the whole point of this. It, it can be quite expensive. Now, Dave, um, I spent money. This is the one place I, I don't, I know what a lot of people are going to say is like, Hey, you're the fucking guy that's like, don't buy the name brand shit because you're an idiot. It's just all the same stuff. <laughs> the formula, all not all formulas are made the same. Uh, no. This is one of the areas where I would spend money on the good stuff. And I actually, um, I can't remember the name of that, that stuff. Happy Baby Organics is what it was. Okay. And we ran him through that until all the way till he was off bottles, actually. And we even used their like little squeezer pouches for a while because we like their products so much. But motherfucker, does it cost a lot of money? Those hippies in Vermont really, really want to just get you for everything. <laughs> but no, it, it, it was an excellent product. It was actually modeled after breast milk. So uh, that was that was another thing. Another reason we did that is because he was so used to drinking the breast milk. We didn't right. want to like freak him out with something super new. Right. It worked out really well. But you know, it like. 37 bucks a canister. <laughs> That's, and, yeah. 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 It's yeah. in like, what, what is the equal actin at? It was like 20, $20. Something so, like that. Something yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a significant difference. And um, not that there's anything wrong with that stuff, but you know, it, it's just straight formula at that point in time. You just, you're literally just buying like the, the, the nutrient level. And if that's the way you want to go, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no judgment over here. This is just what I did for those specific reasons. And it worked out really well. I think uh, he had a lot of intestinal issues 
and like acid, like he had little baby acid reflux. Um, and like he, he still has some intestinal issues to this day, but I feel like the milder formula modeled after breast milk really helped him, you know, you know, get through those things. Um, cause we had him on the other stuff for a little bit and he just reacted so negatively to it. But if you have a baby with a robust digestive system, yeah, maybe you can get away with doing that. Uh, but there are significant advantages to spending extra money in the way we did it. And this is your thrifty dad tip of the day. They sell that stuff at a uh, target. So I'd wait for the, um, the target gift cards to come up like the, like the deals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on, what is that? Pinwheel is their app? Pinwheel, cartwheel, some, something like yeah, that. Cartwheel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I would download cartwheel and uh, there's another app called I bought a, and there's a couple yep. of other ones. Yep. You would wait for it to come up on special because when it's on special on one, it's on special on the other. So I'd go in there, get the rebate on cartwheel and the little gift card thing, and then go and and put the receipt on Ibotta and all the other ones and all the other ones. So I ended up like I'd go and I buy three and I get two of them for free, basically. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Thrifty yeah, dad play. tip of the day. Yeah, you gotta play your cards yeah. right, man. I think the other one's Fetch Rewards or Checkout Fifty One. They're apps. Look them up. They're great. I've used Fetch. I've used Ibotta. I've used Cartwheel. I use them all, man. I'm, I'm so thrifty. Dad. That was another good. That's another good one. I Ooh, like. I'll have to yeah. check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, you're in the right place with this little pig with a chef's hat on. I'm not even kidding. All right. On that, on that note, I got a couple things I want to add on to that. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. Ryan threw you guys a ton of great information. And I was taking my notes. And I know you're not taking your notes because you never listen to me. And that's fine. That's fine. I, I just talk here. Thank you. Thank you. My own co-host doesn't even listen to me. That no, That's no, how no. great I resonate. But I wanted to hit a couple things on what Ryan said. Number one, why the hell are we talking about breast milk and formula? You guys don't have milk coming out of your boobies, so why are we talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a child. I was but giggling at no nut zone, so you know, <laughs> touche. Yeah, everybody gets one. Why are we talking about that? Well, first and foremost, it's a decision that's going to come down mainly to mom because that's what they want to do. You also should be aware of what happens. I was formula fed growing up. So I never knew of like the health benefits and all that stuff about breastfeeding until I met my wife and we talked about it. And her whole thing was, I want to breastfeed the entire way through. Unfortunately, we fell into one of those categories where we had to supplement with formula. So we breastfed when we could, we pumped when we could and, you know, feeding the baby. And that was my bonding time and making sure he got all those nutrients from the breastfeeding, which is why I knew about the caloric intake and the fat and everything that my wife ate, the baby got, you know, we ended up using, I think it was like a Similac pro advanced formula. We got it through Wick. So we were able to get those cans free each month, which saved us buku bucks. Yeah. The, the Similac is pretty good stuff too. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome stuff. And we never had any issues with it either, but with him going through that, but we tell you that to get you thinking, to get you saying like, okay, here are the benefits of this. You know, everybody says, oh, you need to be a breastfed baby. Breastfed babies are the best. Yes, it helps, and it helps greatly with their development. But the amount of formulas that are out there now that mimic so closely to actual breast milk, it compares. It compares. Absolutely, yeah. It absolutely compares. So when somebody tells you, oh, they're a formula fed, they're not going to get the same nutrients, they're not going to get the same development growth, they're going to get pretty damn close to it. So if you are able to do it, great. Go out and do it. Embrace that. If you can't, there's other alternatives to where you can say, damn, 
we can get very close to being breastfed. We may have to spend a couple extra bucks. It's still going to be good stuff. I used Similac. Ryan used more organic stuff. But it gets the job done. And like Ryan said, it keeps the kid fuller longer. Yeah, well, like like I said, we switched them on and off. Um, it really depended on, you know, what was in the freezer that day um, and, you know, right. how, much, how much of the tub we had left. <laughs> but there you go. For you guys that have the new babies, you're worried about breastfeeding, formula feeding, talk with your spouse, communicate that. Again, communication is key when it comes to all of this. That right there is going to start that nutrition right, which is going to help snowball things when they hit that year old. Yep. We, we spent a lot of time talking about the, the toddler. So we're just going to give you some tips and trips, tips and tricks, tips, tips and, tricks. and trips. Yep. Trips, trips and, and trips. trips, chips and trip falls. Um, so tips and tricks about, you know, the one, two and three. Once again, these are these aren't these are just guidelines. They're uh, the tips. I'll read verbatim off the off the website. We'll talk about them a little bit. Tip number one. And once again, this comes from the uh, healthychild.org. Definitely go out and check their article out. It'll take you about an hour to go through all the information because this is just a fuck ton of it. One-year-olds need about 1,000 calories a uh, a day. Divide them up amongst three meals and two snacks per day. I think this is is a metabolism thing. Yeah. Is really what they're getting at there. And on top of that, you know, like it's like, hey, you'll break up the variety of foods. And, uh, you know, like the range and you're trying to like set a schedule and that's the easiest way to do it. Um, Sets the routine. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is actually what I did, um, but what it turned him into and like this probably won't. I don't think this will happen because my my kids, you know, very, very different, (laughs) but it turned him into like a grazer. So. Gotcha. I'll put a snack out and that snack. He'll just eat a little bit of it every couple of minutes for the entire day. Um, like like pretzels or something. Unless the dog goes yeah. by and knocks the bowl over. That that's the only thing you should really watch with that. But that's a that's that's a really good set of guidelines right there. And uh the next the next step is encourage but don't pressure or force your child to eat at particular times. The kids gonna eat when they're hungry. That one's such a big one. Yeah. Like because you're so you're so used to routine and you want to set that routine, but they may not be hungry. Like are are you always hungry at six thirty at night for dinner? I mean I'm not. But I mean, I'm always I mean, hungry. Well, also true, but so am I. But still, I mean, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. But um, no, I mean, I, I feel like that's a big thing where they try and force that food and try and say, here, eat, 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 eat. And all that does is it makes snack time or dinner time or whatever, whatever meal time, just not fun or not pleasurable or, oh, it's another chore for them. And it, it stresses them out. It does. Because now it's. Hey, it's time to eat, and I only have so much time to eat, and that like freaks right. them out, and that can cause you know some uh, mental mental damage or later in life, th- those kind of things. Right. <laughs> Remember in basic training the first time they like gave you like five seconds to eat. I still have nightmares. Yeah, exactly. But that's like what your toddler thinks. Exactly. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, oh no, I only have half an hour to eat this. I can only get one more episode of Paw Patrol in. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, your one-year-old is still a human being. So your one-year-old still needs the same basic food groups as like you would do. Referring back to the pyramid, is the pyramid still a thing, or is it like a circle or an octagon or there's the, that circle thing drawn now? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, what whatever the new meta is, you should probably just follow that. Um, 
uh, from the World Health Organization or the um, ChooseMyPlate.gov. Yep, there you. Oh, good. Yeah. Go. Oh, that's right. It is a circle yeah. now. It's a circle. It is. It's got a glass of milk on the side. Yep. yep. Definitely do yep. that one. But you know, that being said, you you shouldn't restrict fats from their diet no. because fats are a huge deal. It's it's a giant developmental thing. It's a macronutrient. It, yeah. It's literally needed for development, along with carbs and protein. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a difference between good fats and bad fats. And everybody hears the word fats and they automatically assume all fats are bad fats. Yep. All you're doing is you're just getting rid of a major nutrient that you need or your child in this instance is going to need for healthy development and growth by not to, well, you know, to absolutely quote one of my favorite uh, YouTube chef guys. Uh, there's this guy out there called Chef John. If you haven't checked out his channel, it's, I think it's called Food Wishes. But he says, uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, fat's good, sugar's bad. Like that's, yes. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and that, that brings me to my next point is um, do, not, do not give them heavily spiced, salted, buttered, or sweetened things. They tend to have a lot more, you know, shelf-stable preservatives in them. It could have long-term ramifications. On top of that, like, you don't want to be like filling your kid full of, I don't know, pick a thing. Sugar. Yeah, sugar is a big one. Sugar, yeah, sugar is a big one. Salt is a, salt is another salt. one. Yeah, yep. my kid, my kid likes to eat uh, popcorn, um, and you can't put too much butter or salt on it, or get the butter flavored one because you, you just you know asking for trouble at that point in time. Also, it could cause once again you're going back to digestive issues for developing digestive tract. Now, like some food safety points. So you should probably be serving all food at room temperature. Uh, this is a yeah. mistake that I made. What is safe for the leathery inside of my mouth after 10 years of drinking army coffee is not safe for, you know, my son. <laughs> so be cognizant of the temperature. If you have one, you could just get like one of those little pro thermometers uh, and if it's in between 68 and 80 degrees, Hey, you're, you're fucking good. Or I've seen people use the, uh, the little laser ray gun thing too. That one works. You know, the one they're scanning your head with when yeah. you go to work now. Yeah. Yeah. One of them that uh, the, you can buy a food safe. One of them, um, off Amazon for like 10 bucks. I, I've done the old pinky test. Yeah. That's, yep. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, but I don't want to tell people like just stick your freaking finger directly in the middle of your kid's food. But that's what people are going to tell. All right. This, <laughs> yeah. this is your, this is your weekly reminder to wash your damn hands, yeah, guys. Wear your mask, wear your mask, <laughs> wash your hands. Yeah, exactly. Here's your PSA. I don't know how many more times I got to say that probably till this is over, which will be never. But like Ryan said, room temperature is probably the best. Yeah. Army coffee. We build calluses on our tongue, so we can't taste anything as it is anyway. So, and we can't feel temperatures anymore in our tongues and that's yep. fine. Yeah. But your kid can, and what might be great for you scolding hot is going to suck for them. Oh, big time. Absolutely. I big accidentally, time. I've done it many times where I maybe gave my son a piece of ziti and didn't let it cool down enough. And he put it in his mouth and instantly freaked, freaked the hell out. Yeah. Cause it's new. It's scary. Yeah. And it's just a brand new feeling. It hurts. And it's obviously the big elephant in the room is make sure you're cutting that food down to non-choking sizes yes um hot dogs and carrots in particular and there's a whole there's a whole list on the on, on the next on the next part of this but baby size pieces i believe there's a little uh a thing you can print out actually <laughs> that um like has little circles on it. it's like this is how big a baby can eat you should probably 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 notice that 
there is. If, if we find it online, I think I'll put that in the description. Yeah, I, I do not have it up on my Yeah, I, I don't have it, but I know what you're yeah. talking about. I think yeah. we can find that yeah. quick. It, it's on the same website where you, you get like the poop diagram. Yeah. yeah, with all the different colors of poop. That's like, well, this means you're eating too many greens. This one means take them to the hospital right the fuck now. I can't you- take you today. <laughs> <laughs> Last point is uh, make sure your kid's always supervised when he's, when he's eating, he or she. Uh, that's huge. Don't don't let him eat on their own, please. Because <laughs> number one, I mean, obviously there's the, the health risks of it. You're going to get your couch smeared with everything. We had like a little a little high chair form that converted into a table. He thought it was the greatest thing in the world because it's Kevin sized stuff. Um, and he would literally just like shove food into every crevice. And I'd, every week I'd be like in there with like a fork picking picking spaghetti out of every corner of that freaking table. Um, I don't know who designed that thing, but they're monsters. <laughs> moving right along again. I know I've been saying that a lot today, but I should, you have been moving. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. This is a there, huge topic. There is. And we're only just scr- I mean, we're literally we said in the beginning and we're probably going to say it again. We are just scratching surfaces on this basic, this is- basic, basic. What else you got? OK, two year olds. Two-year-olds are going to look a lot like one-year-olds, except um, you can now start to introduce more foods. Um, some do's and don'ts for two-year-olds. Do not fixate on amounts. Not not nearly as much as, you know, like a one-year-old because the calorie restrictions are now higher. Um, you don't really have to, like, go there with your little food scale and measure some shit out. You know, you can just, you know, do whatever you want to do. Um, do not make mealtime a battle. If he's not, he or she's not ready to eat, do not make the meat because all that's going to do is make things way worse. When they're ready, they'll sit down and eat. Now, caveat to that, when they do get older, when they're in the, I know we're only talking two-year-old, but like when they're in the three, four, five-year-old stage, that's where you want to start shifting that focus to, all right, family time is now meal time. We all eat together. Oh, so just yeah. keep that yeah, in mind. Absolutely. That's that's yeah. like a fight we're having now. He's getting to be, he's getting to be that, that point in time and it's like, oh, here we go. Do make healthy food choices as a family. So at this point in time, is just going to be starting to eat what you're eating. Now, there are some meals, even to this day, that like, you know, I, I know Kevin won't eat because he doesn't like them or they're like a little advanced for, for him. Um, like I like to make Indian food sometimes. Uh, right. Like paneer and all those, all that stuff where it's just like way, way too much. Um, then I'll, I'll make him his own thing. But usually nine times out of ten, we're making him the same exact thing we're, we're eating. Same. And yeah. you're just, you know, making a, a toddler bite-sized portion kind of a thing for him on his little plates and stuff. So yep. that being said, I've got to the un, unsafe food table here. Um, so I'm just going to run through this real quick. Uh, hot dogs is a big one, especially hot dogs with skin. That's that's the big thing. If you want to feed them hot dogs, make sure they're cut lengthwise um, and then cut down real small horizontally. Yep. No skin on those dogs. Now, I love a hot dog with skin. I love the crunch. Frankfurters are great. Don't fucking buy them. <laughs> that's a mistake you don't want to make. You'll be picking that thing out of his throat. And that's not that's not fun for anybody. No. Chunky peanut butter is another one. Now, I'm not a chunky peanut butter guy, but I can understand this one. Um, what appears to be smooth on a piece of bread now has a giant road bump in it. Big problem. Raw fruit with pits in it, like cherries, is another yeah, one. No go. Yeah, it's a big. That's a big old no go. Now, like I'll, I'll pit cherries for him occasionally, especially when rainier cherries are in season, which they are right now. So definitely go try those. If you never had them, they come from Washington and they are fucking phenomenal. 
you know, never with the pits, always, always, always supervise them if you're going to do something like that. But general rule is that's, that's, that's a big no go round or hard candies really be giving them a lot of candy at that point in time anyway. But like things like jelly beans, um, which have the appearance of being hard on the outside or like M&Ms is another one. Um, you know, M&Ms will melt. Jelly beans don't tend to melt like that. Um, or just hard candies in general, like those hard mints or, um, What's another good? Hit, hit me up here, Dave. What's another good one? The uh, everlasting the, gobstoppers. The the grandma candies. The uh, yeah, there you go. The the butterscotch. Where, where there's originals. Where's, thank you, yeah. thank you. The butterscotches. <laughs> I I like where there's original because they went like Crown Royal so with their good. flavors. Yeah, so like every every flavor Crown Royal has like apple, vanilla. It's like a cinnamon one. You can get it in where there's original now. It's like the same marketing team. Is, is is doing both doing both for both companies and i gotta tell you they're killing it they're fucking killing it but let's take a moment here just to appreciate the strawberry hard candies that only only grandparents can find let's give yeah. it up to those they, and the little wrappers look like a strawberry yes they have no brand name yes. i don't know who the fuck makes them i think it's just one guy like <laughs> off in the hills somewhere he just drives them down to the factory one day <laughs> it's just some cobbler in the swiss alps somewhere just hammering out strawberry <laughs> candies man <laughs> dropping them off in Dollar General's and grandparents' porches for decades. Yeah, that's the only place I can find them, like, in the 50-cent bin. <laughs> I don't ever see them on the shelves. Ever. Mm-hmm. Whole grapes. Once again, it goes back to the skin thing. Yeah, you can give your kid grapes, but you gotta take the skin off of them, and who wants to do that? Nobody. And cut them down, man. Oh, cut God, them down. It's just such a pain. Yeah, I, we cut grapes out entirely. Um, he's getting to the age where he can start start eating them. And we're gonna we're gonna wait a little bit long before we do that. Dave, do you know why marshmallows aren't a good idea? They expand in your belly. They expand in your esophagus with saliva. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Little tiny esophagus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big marshmallow. Not Big good. Mar- not a good idea. It's a bit bad news bears guy. Mm, uh, raw, raw carrots, celery, and green beans. So uh, we we give my kid green beans that are like cooked yeah. in the cans and stuff the baby ones but any of those raw aren't really a good idea because they're extraordinarily hard to digest just be cognizant they're hard to digest so they're hard to eat oh man i didn't go through this whole list because popcorn is on here <laughs> I just now my my son's a little older so this is more for like two-year-olds but right um the risk there being the unpopped kernels and you know, the high salt on some popcorns is pretty pretty nuts. Um, also, the uh, the skins, seeds like s- pumpkin and flower seeds for obvious reasons. Whole grape and cherry tomatoes. Um, you can you can give them to me. You just need to cut them into quarters. And large chunks of food. You really got to make sure your portion sizes are down for their little tiny uh, mouths and esophaguses and stomachs and things like that. Like it's really like if you're gonna give them a piece of chicken, um, you got to make sure it's really really tiny and they can they can they can eat it up. That really brings me to the brings me to the end of the list, Dave. We can move along to three year olds. <laughs> All right. So I just want to add something into that before we move on to three year olds. That was a lot of stuff thrown out to you guys, and a lot of it seemed like, well, no shit, you should do that. But there's a reason why we're saying it because not everybody knows the factors and the risks associated with it. Before I had a kid, I would have never thought that hot dogs could be a major choking hazard. Oh, yeah. I never would have thought grapes could have been a major choking hazard. It's understandable thinking about it, but you never really truly think about that stuff. Like carrots, like Ryan just said, 
I, I would never would have thought for a two-year-old that carrots are a bad thing to give to them because of digestive issues. You don't think about this as we get older. So a lot was thrown at you. Whatever resonated, take it. Whatever didn't, throw it away. We're just, we want to give you those facts, those things to say, hey, be cognizant of this. So that way, when it does come to that point, you could say, oh, I remember, cut the fucking hot dogs up till they're like nothing if I'm going to give them to them. It's just things to keep you going and keep you thinking. Yep. From this point on, as the kid gets older, all you're really doing is introducing more foods in a timely manner. A lot of this next set of stuff is going to be behavioral. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you go out and read the article for yourself. But like the big takeaway is, so three-year-olds are going to start absorbing more and more and more and more. Um, do things like have the same foods three days in a row because you're setting a precedent and then the kid could start getting picky. Don't have the TV on is a really good thing. So he or she will focus on you know the task at hand and mealtime becomes family time as opposed to, you know, I don't know what's yeah, Paw Patrol time. I don't know. I don't keep, yeah. keep plugging Paw Patrol, but if, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Spider-Man, whatever he's into these days. Meals should be, you know, like simple and nutritious. They don't have to be overly complicated. Keep it simple. Yep. And, you know, I, I could go, like we said earlier, I go on for hours and hours and hours on this topic, but it, it's just literally beating a dead horse right now. So if this is something that you want to check out, by all means, check that article out. I also uh, will have Dave attack this uh, other article by Stanford uh, Child's Health uh, yeah. and it gives you uh, gives you a link to my, my choose my <laughs> hey there it is we gave you a ton of pointers and tips and tricks here uh, but this one gives you an exorbitant amount like it's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things to go through and you know if, if this is content that you guys like and you want another one we can absolutely do another one we could do uh, we go into a specific topic. We could do, you know, some colloquial stuff, some stuff, some stories about our lives, things like that. Uh, just let us know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, like we said in the beginning, we're not nutritional experts. We're not. We're just dads who have the kids who fight through the nutritional onslaught of information that's out there that you don't know what's right. We're just getting you thinking in a different light, in a different perspective. So your kid doesn't grow up on the chicken nugget and grilled cheese diet. So they could be introduced to more fruits, more vegetables, less sugar, things like that to get you in that thought process of growing, building, and excelling as a father. Oh, we're on that kick right now. Oh, we're on that kick big. The the grilled cheese and chicken oh, nugget yeah. kick? Oh, yeah. So I, I swapped out his uh, chicken nuggets with uh, – because he eats the dinosaur ones. I swapped them out with um, – I think Purdue makes this product that's uh, cauliflower in the middle. Oh, how did oh, that go? Oh, man. It was a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man was that a rough day like you know it just it was just like i i started off real slow um where i put like one one was chicken one was cauliflower one was chicken one was cauliflower yeah um, and he didn't notice the first day he absolutely didn't notice and the second day i did a full swap and that plate landed on the floor oh. so fast he took one bite put it down took a bite of another one and it would just huck that thing <laughs> and you know what I get it. I do. I get it. I'd be pretty bad if that it. happened too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to thank you guys again, as always, for hitting up on a Stigma Monday episode. I don't know what the hell we're going to call this yet, but another facts-based, another stigma-based, another getting you thinking in a different light episode. 
like we say, if something resonated with you, take that, whatever resonated, start working that into your life, into what you need to be to become that fearless father. Whatever didn't resonate and whatever was just bullshit to you, throw it out to the side. You're not going to hurt our feelings. We're just here giving you guys the facts, the figures, by the numbers, helping you grow and become stronger and fearless every single day as a dad. If you love what we do and you want to support what we do and continue to build this community and this movement, there's a couple different ways you could support us. You could go first and foremost by sharing this with somebody who may need this, somebody who can resonate with this, who can help change their lives. If you know somebody who's an expectant father and can use this information, send them. Welcome to the Fearless Family. We're here with open arms for you guys. We want to demolish that stigma one step at a time, one day at a time. If you could support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, that'll go a long way. It, it means the world to Ryan and I, the amount of support we are getting on a continual basis from you guys, our listeners, our fathers, and even mothers, uncles, brothers, sisters. I mean, the amount of different types of people that we've been able to resonate with has been unbelievable. So thank you guys for continuing to do that. If you could support us for as little as a dollar on Patreon, that goes a long way. You can go check out our shop. You can check out our website, fearlessfathers.net. Support us on Facebook, Instagram, all social medias at Fearless Fathers Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Fathers Podcast. Your children learn and grow every single day. Just because you're a dad and an adult does not mean you can't do the same, guys. We are learning. We are growing every single day, one step at a time, one day at a time. We're building the blocks to break that stigma and become fearless. And together, we're going to embrace the fear. Always.